Uh, ba -ba -ba -ba. let's see. Well, I do have the queue for. Uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, I guess we're doing the show now. Oh boy, it's the Doom to Fail podcast. My name is Tim Dobbs. With me, as ever, through the internet, it's Catherine Cogert. I picked hey, you. Tim. I picked you out of the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Come on down. Oh, the price is right. Um, I really like that we're recording live now because now we can dance together when we hear our theme. It's a great theme, isn't it? Well, I don't think we I don't think we talk about that theme enough. Uh, Really don't. Lent to us very graciously by Blamos, uh, a local San Francisco band who is fantastic. We love Blamos. Really great, mm -hmm. yeah. Local San Franciscans, check them out. Yep, uh, and you can uh, you can check uh, a link to their website on every single episode of this podcast uh, <laughs> because we give credit where credit is due, uh, or you can just type in Blamos.com because it's that easy. They're cool. Check them out. Uh, yeah, I always forget to do that too because when we didn't used to do it live, I wouldn't hear the music while I, while we were doing the show, and so I wouldn't think of it. But now I have yeah. a chance to. Yeah, Blamos. no, it's nice. I like it. It's it's interactive. It's yeah. real time interactivity. It's real web 3.0. <laughs> are we on 3.0 now? Uh, when did that happen? Well, okay, what are we? You you and I. What what do you think we are at? Like, as as a unit, are we like web 3.6? I don't know. I there's a little picture of a guy with a shovel and a little hard hat on my X page. So what does that mean? Uh, <laughs> that means you're on ARPANET. <laughs> you're just transmitting with Stanford University. <laughs> Large sums of data. Ah, oh, hey Stanford, how yeah. is it hanging? Uh, breezy and warm, like every day in Palo Alto, California. <laughs> Breezy, warm, and privileged. That's Stanford. I just wanted to get a quick dig <laughs> oh on Stanford. In. I think that's the. I think that's what um, Mark Zuckerman, Zuckerberg's memoir is called. Breezy, warm, and privileged. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. Sick burn. Yeah. Take that, Zuckerberg. Single tear streaming down his cheek as he's listening to this in earbuds <laughs> while jogging through his mansion. One of several. <laughs> He jogs through his mansion. Oh, that's a great way to get exercise. I mean, actually, have you like ever jogged indoors? It's fabulous. It's really, really great. It it feels very different. You feel like you're moving that's extremely the warm fast. Part of easy, warm, breezy, warm, and privileged. It's hot in here. <laughs> the breezy is once you open a window. <laughs> the privilege is the giant guys house. Feel yeah. The breeze? <laughs> yeah, it's so breezy. It's, kind of nice um, don't you think it's nice no i have not jogged indoors i have not not in, not in years mm. <laughs> uh we we used to have this uh thing in high school where one of the local high schools went uh, for indoor track which is the i'm not creative enough to come up with a different sport i want to do this winter sport um mm. uh they did um a meet that was actually inside of their high school, which was shaped like a big uh, square, right? So you're running around the perimeter of the square, and uh, sure, I think it was like uh, a quarter of the size, roughly, of of an actual track. So you just had to loop okay. it forever, and the whole thing became about they would tape up the corners, like with masking tape for extra grip. 
But the whole thing became sure. about how, how you could take the corners because they're way too steep to try to run. And you do that whole thing where you're like leaning way in and flailing your arms to stay upright. It was weird. I don't know <laughs> if it was like super safe or something, but I, I enjoyed it. Really unsafe to me. That's the first thing that came to my mind. This yeah. seems unsafe, and I don't know how they got insurance to do this. Uh, you don't tell anyone. I think that's the thing. Oh no! Oh, I blew their those are the indoor track secrets, <laughs> which is the memoir of that kid's book, or the name of that kid's memoir. Excuse me. What kid? Me? Or who are we talking? Kid who came up with indoor track? You're like some uh, kid came up with indoor track. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I'm sure it was invented by uh, Edward G. Indoor Track, uh, named after him in in his honor. <laughs> One O, weirdly enough. One O. Yeah. <laughs> so our topic this week uh, has very little to do with any of that. I suppose if you need access to a school, I think they're doing, uh, I feel like more and more the high schools are being like kind of locked down. Um, I know they, they, soon after I left high school, they started making kids wear uh, lanyards with name tags around their necks. Um, oh, for reals? Yeah. It might have been like a, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, more like a dog thing i don't know exactly what was going on whether it was like a subjugation Wait, a dog thing, or, thing yeah what? you know just like they're like wouldn't it be funny if we made the kids look like dogs and someone else was like yeah that would be funny and then they did it <laughs> ah our educators yeah <laughs> real pranksters yeah real prankeruners i don't know what else would you do if i had to work at a high school i mean nothing against the great men and women of this country who work as high school teachers but uh i feel like i'd get pretty bored <laughs> i think you'd be a great teacher tim uh, Maybe. <laughs> Only if I could like. You know what I think you'd be really good at? I think you'd be really good at towing the line between like, let's have a fun day at school and a strict disciplinarian. Mm -hmm. And that's a difficult line to tow. How is that a line? That seems more like a vast swap. <laughs> no, I have had teachers who are very, they, one minute they were making a joke like, hey, we're having fun. But then the class gets too out of hand and they're like, no, I'm not taking any of this. You outside, you outside, <laughs> you principal's office. <laughs> they're like conducting like a it's wonderful. Like a uh... <laughs> <laughs> and you get in trouble and you get in trouble. Look under your seats. You'll find detention slips. <laughs> See, this is exactly what I'm talking about, Tim. <laughs> uh, I've got the knack, sure. Um, <laughs> uh, we, I had a teacher who was like the cool teacher, right? And uh, I remember he, he had a diabolical trick, right? Because So he would be like having fun with the class and whatever. But then, because everyone was kind of on his side already, all he had to do to turn something around was just be like, it's kind of a shitty joke or something like, just like, that's not cool. Ooh. Like, like he would just like someone be joking around, and he'd be like, "No, oh, man, that doesn't work." And that was it. Like everything shut down. The social pressure was too much. It crushed. We crushed several wow. children into small can-sized pods. Like, like cartoons. Yeah, just like cartoons. <laughs> I went to a real wacky school. It was actually called Wacky School. It was where all the wacky racers from the Hanna Barbera cartoons came from. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. No C. Weirdly enough, a lot of missing letters uh -huh. in your life. They're just all over the place. I wonder, I feel like they're all going somewhere to spell something. The O and the C and who knows what else. Hey, where are you guys going? Hey, hey, what are you, what are you guys doing? I just, I feel like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, um, after a weekend talking with a bunch of people and they keep referencing things that make you slowly realize they had a big party that you weren't invited to. Aw, I've never had that experience. Uh, well, you're just far too cool. <laughs> no, I just don't get invited to the after party. You just assume. <laughs> 
How, how was the party you so all wait, had this weekend? what's our topic? Oh, the topic. So uh, to get into a, uh, a school, you may need to tag in, just like, uh, at least I need to tab- tag into my work. Um, I think a lot of people do. Uh, mm-hmm. Using RFID chips, radio frequency, identification chips. Is that good? Are we done? <laughs> I I feel like I feel like every this happens every week when you say the topic you're like ex, you kind of want to like have a fanfare button on your your um what's that the soundboard you uh, kind of yeah, want something soundboard. that you can do or like an echo effect you can make happen but it just it it never really happens for you and it's just like I don't know maybe it's, next week. I just want the best for you. I could cue that up. We've got all kinds of wizardry going on here now in the uh, the Doom to Fail Studios. <laughs> also, uh, um, so so you're saying that we're we we're, have a name for our fans yet? Uh, the preppers? I don't know. <laughs> mm. uh, we'll think on that. Um, and uh, more more to talk about details. We'll we'll save logistics for the end of the show. Um, okay, perhaps okay. after the end of the show. But in okay. the meantime, we're talking about radio frequency identification, uh, which basically anything that you uh, when you can tap something to something else. Uh, that's communicating via RFID. So your little ID badge that lets you get into buildings or... Uh, Metro cards. Many, many different transit cards that have this uh, mm-hmm. service going on mm-hmm. now. Um, yeah. Let's see, what else? You can put them into your uh, pets to keep track of them. Um, yeah, you know, love that. Your passports oh, have them. Uh, passports have yep. them, yeah. Many, many uh, inventory type systems do this sort of thing. They have a little chip in them that you can, uh, instead of having to scan with a barcode, you sort of just tap a reader to it, much mm-hmm. faster. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's it's all over the place. These are these are the ways that we communicate wirelessly, more or less. I think uh, it's it's a similar uh, protocol to our near field communication in many of our phones now, but um, a little different. I think they can inner talk, but uh, you know how like you can like pay with your phone. But for that's stuff. an active RF- RFID, though. Only yeah. active RFIDs can talk to each other. Well, no, that's uh, no passive ones can also be. They can receive signals and they can send signals back, but they have to be given enough power uh, by the reader, right? Like they only are doing anything when you're oh. coupled. Whereas oh, okay. you're right, I a battery-powered active one would be able to broadcast. Um, What's a common example of a battery-powered active RFID? I have no idea. I couldn't think of anything. Great, um, awesome. I don't know. I so I had a key when I lived in Singapore uh, briefly in college. Um, they gave me a key to my room that was a little like uh, cylinder Fake almost. Key? Uh, they gave me one of those. Yeah, rocks. I had one of those for. I had one of those for my last apartment. Right, right. So, you, but so did you have to hold a button or not? Uh, no, no, no. I put it into the, I just popped, it was the cylinder. It was like a key handle with a cylinder instead of a key on the end. Mm-hmm. And I just put it into the lock and then I went wah, 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 except instead of tones, whirring sounds. <laughs> Those are a sort of tone. If, if Fourier transforms have taught us anything, it's that you can split any, uh, any series of noises into tones. That's true. Yeah. So, uh, not getting into Fourier transforms, which could distract me for hours. Um, ah, every week with the Fourier yeah, transforms. It just never stops. And then you bring up the Laplace, and then it's, you know, all the transforms I know about, and that's about that. So, uh... Transformers, more than meets the eye. Yeah, there's so much more than meets the eye. There's so much to talk about with regard to transformers and transforms. Is there, like, a Fourier transformer? I think this is, this is a new thing. I, I need to go work on this. 
Let's let's just come back in just a second here. On the oh, Tim got podcast too excited because I got too wound up, and we need to take a break. <laughs> I promise we'll talk about RFID for real when we come back. talking about RFID here and there a little bit, kind of, RFID chips. So <laughs> we, we touched a little bit on kinds of RFID chips, uh, active versus passive. And of course, um, that's, that's just complete gobbledygook to one who is not initiated in the RFID ways. There's a cult. There's a cult that like kind of sets up the standards. Really? For them. Yeah, it's a cult. Is that on the Wikipedia page? That's what it said. It said uh, big old cult here in RFID. Wait a minute. Wait. This is why we're doing RFIDs. Tim suggested that we do RFIDs, and it's because he got an invitation to the cult, so he mm. wanted to do. He had to do some reading this week on RFIDs, yeah. see if he really wanted to join the cult, and he's just like trying to save some time and also do his podcast on it. I think this is going to get them to rescind their invitation, though. No, no, no one listens to this podcast. Um, That's true. There are no preppers. Uh, let's again, we're tabling that. Let's not go with that yet. <laughs> um, so. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Two birds, one stone, don't you think? I think it's fair. I think I, I like to think the uh, RFIDers are all about efficiency. Um, because, I mean, listen, when you get down to it, the main uses for this thing that, like, where it gets picked up in, in a real way in our world is all about inventory tracking, um, being able to effectively manage, you know, getting on and off transit. Uh, it's about knowing yeah, where things yeah. are in an effective way. So that you don't have and to write something down. Sharing or take your a most picture. sensitive information ever, and like all of your most intimate details about yourself, mm -hmm. in uh, just a piece of paper that you could lose. Yeah, no, I mean, I get a, uh, I get that RFID underwear, so it like broadcasts what underwear I'm wearing, you know. Oh, so great! Pretty yeah, intimate. Yeah. I have the app for that. Yeah, no, it's great. It's underwear great. being worn nearby. <laughs> <laughs> it's like always going off. It's like, oh, why did I get this stupid app? Couldn't I? It seems like there's a different, I don't know. It's just had a really yeah. good Kickstarter video. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, anyway, so uh, passive versus active, all this jazz. Like, all right, what is this thing, right? So you put a, a chip into something, but like, what's the chip? Um, do, do you have a sense? Can you, can you kick us off on what, what's going on here? I think it's got a little it's got a little squiggly on it, right? Yeah, so it's a little squiggler. Okay, that's where I am. I know that they're in that's the that's the pin or no, that's the chip in the chip and pin system. Uh yeah, that is an RFID, isn't it? That's well, it's good. actually a fairly old technology and it's only like in the past ten or twenty years or so gained a lot of uh momentum. Yeah, so the patent was filed in uh the early seventies. Um, and it looked like it was kind of the idea was percolating in the late sixties. Um, and, uh, yes, I did hear something in my, uh, brief research to enter the cult of the Arfud. Um, 
<laughs> they pronounce it weird. Uh, that yeah, there was a big push into uh, research to cheapen things um, around 2007. I think I saw. Uh, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, so that really pushed it. Um, probably. Probably right around. I, maybe even right around 2008. <laughs> what a. When the market crashed. That could be it. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, why, why would it, why there? Just because, oh, they gotta be cheaper. We gotta, we gotta make supply and demand match up. There's a smoking guy deciding all this. Whoa, the, the chips, I can't <laughs> no, I, get them. I'm em. just thinking like if suddenly your company is not nearly as uh, profitable as it was a year ago, you're suddenly like, oh crap, how do we, right. but is there any technology? Technology will save us. <laughs> There's no pets.com to buy all your things for unreasonable prices. That's interesting. So I wonder if you could make an argument, and then this again, this is just one one woman in front of a microphone spitballing. Um, hopefully not spitballing too much because that's unpleasant for the listeners. It's bad for the microphone. Yeah, bad for the mic, unpleasant for the listeners. That's our motto. name of my memoir. Um, but like, I wonder if you could make an argument that the market crashing in '08 really. Uh, drove this whole new technology from like a relatively unknown thing that maybe only experts in the field were really aware of to something that's really on the forefront that everybody talks about and knows about and everybody knows like RFID is in my Metro card, it's in my passport, it's in my work badge, um, but <laughs> very few people know what it stands for. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, a good acronym doesn't really, you don't need to know what it stands for. It's not an acronym. Uh, RFID is. No. Oh, you're right. Because an acronym is something that is pronounceable, right? Like NASA. Like NASA or uh, <laughs> there's a, uh, Noah. A, a conference called NAST-T, which is about uh, trenchless drilling or trenchless tunneling. I forget what. That's National Association of something. something. Oh, anyway, my goodness. Tunnelers have so much fun. Yeah. They <laughs> seem like they have a lot of fun. Uh Anyway, so what is it then? It's it's just a, a thing that stands for... What is the word for things that stand for something but are unpronounceable? Uh, just like initials. <laughs> There's no really great That's fun dumb. to say word for it. I agree. It's dumb. It's real dumb. An abbreviation. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with that. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, well... It's nim means word, right? What? Nim means nim, name, N-Y-M. which I guess would mean word. But it, but it yeah. is it it's it's a thing we I I think if you want to translate as name uh sure I think it works right because nim uh it's a name for something right oh, that's that's true yeah. that's true I mean it's just not the Latin root in the way that we always use it hmm all right I'm gonna look into this in the future and uh for now uh yeah you're probably right uh, anyway there was a little bravado when you said future yeah. Like, in the future. Well, again, I'm working on my reverb. Uh, you know, time of time of uh, recording reverb. Okay. So, okay. Uh, yeah, no, I like the idea, but I don't know. I wonder if I don't know if that's how economics works, right? Is that like, oh, the market's crashing? You still have to have a bunch of money left over in order to make the investment to make things work. Maybe you do. Well, no, I'm saying that like it's been since it had been in the '60s. It's just mm. that. There was no push to right. make any change, right? I see. But suddenly there's this big market pressure to make things less expensive. Well, so, um, so maybe that forces you to get creative in ways that you had not been creative before. Could be necessity being the mother of invention. Uh, 
So apparently there's something called EPC Gen 2, which is short for EPC Global UHF Class 1 Generation 2, uh, which is a joint okay, venture. Okay, so you started that by saying this is EPC Gen 2, uh -huh. but then when you said that stands for EPC, that's unhelpful. I said it's short for. Um, I, I couldn't begin to tell you what the hell EPC stands for. It's oh, a joint okay. venture. I'm sorry I interrupted you. Yeah, Please I go mean, ahead. I feel like we're really making great strides at not talking about RFID this episode. <laughs> so good for us. Um, it's a joint venture between something called GS1 and something called GS1 US. Uh, I don't know why they had <laughs> to have a joint really venture. Unhelpful. Yeah. <laughs> this, oh, this is this is going to be a lot to dig through. Yeah, I can't. I, um, perhaps we'll have a whole second episode on the uh, All right, I'm abbreviations the used for RFID. <laughs> I'm just going to close the door on this. Um, I'm going to force us all to switch gears. Um, so I have two, I guess, like trusted traveler documents. I have the Washington State EDL Enhanced Driver's License. Sure. Um, what does EDL which stand allows for? me Enhanced Driver's License. Okay. And what does that stand for? Driver's License. Is that like the same That's as an enhanced. EDL? It, wait, are you messing with me right now? The dress is white and gold, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> Oh, um, I'm a little shaken now. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. <laughs> it's okay. It's just it's it's just a little bit fresh since someone was insisting something to me that was clearly not true. That's a little bit fresh. I was just I was uh, I was just stress testing our conversation, which I like to do on various times from here to there. That's true. You Let's do. See what I this forgot. conversation could hold up to. <laughs> I forgot you have that incredibly endearing quality. <laughs> Uh, so I have an enhanced driver's license, sure. which allows me to use my um, driver's license as a passport when leaving the country mm -hmm. by land, yeah. either from a port or um, to Canada or um, Mexico. Uh -huh. um, See, but you can leave via a boat. What? You can you can go via a boat. I can, yeah, I can leave via a port. Despite yeah. the fact that that is not land. Well, it's not in the air. That's really the key point here. Mm, I see. Okay. So no helicopters. Yeah, the idea is that no they kind of check your documents on land before you get on the boat. All right, fine. Or maybe, they, I guess they do that at an airport too. Yeah. It's not like they have like, huh, that's weird. Okay, so it's either by boat or by land. Excuse me. Some semantic issues here. Semantics, the board game. Um, anywho, so in my EDL is an RFID, and it in it I actually am very disturbed. And when I was reading about RFIDs, this uh, became really clear to me. I have no idea what information exactly I'm carrying around with my wallet and giving to all kinds of strange bartenders to yep. prove that I am above 21 years mm -hmm. old. I don't know um, how the EDL works, but the passport literally has everything that's written on the passport on the chip, except for, uh, really? supposedly there is a security code, like a three digit, you know, kind of like you have to read it kind of thing. But other okay. than that, it has okay. everything. I don't know, because I gave them a lot, like when, to get the EDL, you have to go through this whole rigmarole. You have to know like your grandmother's sister's uncle's first cousin's name <laughs> or whatever. Like they, they quiz you about like every aspect of your life, um, which is so weird. Uh, <laughs> But that's what the DOL does. I'm going to say and... mine was probably Georgie. I'm just guessing. Uh, My I'm going to guess that's sisters. true. Yeah. Yeah. 
Seems like a Georgie. It's literally like a test on your family and like previous history that you have to study for and then go into the DOL and then take the test on. <laughs> um, You're like, oh, I wish I would talk to them at the holidays. I really should have tried to say anything. To them. I don't even remember. Like, what do they do for a living? Oh, it's not good. <laughs> yeah. And then at the end, it says, here's your EDL and call your family more. Family's important. <laughs> Uh, with a little judgmental emoji, yeah. and um, what, that's only you? <laughs> emojis have really only come to the forefront recently. Yeah, um, they came along. There was a, like, a surge from uh, GS1 and GS1 US, a joint venture for uh, LPQ Emojicon <laughs> generation <Emojicon>. two. <laughs> Emojicon. Do you think we could we? That is an emoji conference. Yeah, is there an emoji conference that we could start? If there isn't one, we should start it. Okay, let's just let's just make sure, sure real real quickly um, that EmojiCon isn't already started before I buy EmojiCon.com. EmojiCom, I don't know. We can go either uh, way with that. I, there isn't an Emoji conference. Okay, that's us. Buy the buy that's it. That's us. Buy it. Buy All it. Right. <laughs> In the meantime, <laughs> um, so you had to uh, do a bunch of stuff for this EDL, and you're concerned now that uh, as you pass around the uh, enhanced driver's license which is EDL, um, mm -hmm. the acronym, um, you are giving away too much information because they could have some sort of uh, U.S. Customs and Border Control reader that can read it and they go, ha ha, uh, I know her city of birth. Passport number. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, that's also like, I mean, that's the... My, in some cases, that's my secret, my security question for my account. Um, mm. noting, but <laughs> I think it's for, I don't know, my, I don't know, like McSweeney's account or something. Does McSweeney's have There's a lot I had no idea they had accounts. I don't think it does. I just made that up. I don't have a McSweeney's it's account like, if it's possible to have one. <laughs> my The Onion account. <laughs> it's like, yeah, my uh, US News and World Report account. Maybe they do have accounts, though. I don't know. They probably do because paywalls and all. Mm, paywalls. Yeah. All right. Well, I would say we have an awful lot to cram into our last segment, but we will try valiantly to do so when we come back in just a moment on the Doom to Fail podcast. that beep here comes back the doom to fail podcast ready for your ears segment three all right we got a lot to get to but i will not let this podcast progress until we at least sort of discuss about how rfid chips work a little bit okay so, go tim as near as i can figure um they work off uh crazy electric Catherine is backing further and further away from the microphone oh she's left the room <laughs> she's gone i think she's going to the grocery store Bye bye, Catherine. So, hi guys. This is bye. Uh, well, with regard to RFID chips. Um, I, I, it's 
basically has a lot to do with how I don't understand antennas. So, uh, you know, chalk one up for a future episode on antennas. But uh, in the meantime, so a couple different ways you can think about it. Um, but essentially, electromagnetism transmits through the airwaves, right? Um, and antennas can pick that up. And uh, a sort of a magnetic impulse can cut impulse is probably the right word. Oh, I'm so out of my element, Catherine. Um, a magnetic uh, wave can cause uh, an electric wave to happen, right? Like, like an electromagnet, you can charge. Ugh. <laughs> like a, a magnetic like disruption, like well, a disruption in a magnetic field can cause an a uh, an elect can induce an electrical field. Is that what you're trying to say? Yes, uh, although in the case of uh, contained uh, electricity mechanism contained within wires, um, a magnetic field can induce an electric current, um, which is, I guess, due to a, a voltage difference due to an electric field. But um, so, so the idea is, if you transmit some wave through uh, through the air, it can be picked up by an antenna, which would actually induce a current in a circuit connected to that antenna, which is the basic gist of how RFID works. It picks up an electric wave sent by something else, and then uh, that induces a current into some circuit, which does some calculations or uh, reads some data stored in like a solid-state memory or something like that. And then if it is an active, which we talked about way back when we thought we were going to do most of this podcast on topic, um, if it's an active one, then it can use a, a voltage source to drive a signal back to the antenna and send a signal back out. And then I guess there's something to do with how the interference happens between the, the signal coming in and the one out uh, that can be unencoded. See our future antennas episode. Um, now, the passive ones are... Cite the future, Tim. Yeah. That's the way. <laughs> this is a trick I just <laughs> thought of, and I'm going to use it all the time now. <laughs> it's just citation forthcoming. <laughs> Uh, it's the best way to do science. Um, so the passive ones are basically the same idea, except that instead of using that battery to like create a current to send back out, it's actually able to use the power that it got from the electric current that was generated in it from the uh, signal. And it's able to sort of, uh, let's just say for my, my sake, uh, loop it back around and send it back out. So, you know, it takes a current and then it processes the current somehow and sends the current back out through the antenna. And again, there's like an interference pattern or something. And, and that is able to be interpreted by the thing that sent the initial signal. Of course, you have to send a lot more power because as, uh, as we know, processing in electrical circuits reduces voltage. And so uh, you have to have more power to begin with in order to make the signal come all the way back and be nice and strong on the return. So anything like your uh, ID cards or your, your transit cards or anything like that, that's passive. And so it just has to have enough power in it that when you apply uh, a magnetic field to it or an electromagnetic field to it, um, it is able to return signal. Typically, they will return just like like in your transit cards case or like your ID badge or something. It's probably just sending back a number. Um, and that number is checked against a database that says, oh, is this number allowed in or are they not allowed in? Or, okay, I'm going to log that this person got on the bus here and take $2 out of their account. Or I'm going to log that they got in here and I'm going to wait till I get a second call from there and then take the appropriate dollars out of their account if it's that kind of transit system. Um, however, there are other kinds like your passport where literally they just encode a ton of data. So <laughs> it's a mess. Um, it's a real mess. <laughs> But like most messages, there's a lot of uh, potential there. 
I was going to say one thing I thought was really cool about this um, was that Leon Theremin, inventor of the theremin, um, who we talked about in our, was it like Sounds from Nature? Nature mm-hmm. and Sounds? Um, no, maybe. Episode? But that's not nature. We did an episode about... Wacky instruments. Natural things making sounds. Yeah. And sounds making natural things or something. I don't know. It's a really cool episode. I think of our of our old school episodes where we were a little bit more on top of our research. That's a really good one. Um, but uh, Leon Theremin. No, no, no. Excuse me. It was our digital sounds episode. <laughs> huh. I'm so wrong. That was not as good an episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was fine. It was fine. Uh, anyway, was good wasn't it? I don't know. Fine, I don't know. I like the nat- the nature sounds one right. better. This is our. I did <laughs> like that one. This is a, this is our experimental episode in which we see if you can stand an hour of us talking. Um, <laughs> okay, sorry. Anyway, Leon Theremin using his research in um, radio waves, which led to which are electromagnetic waves. They just live in a which specific are part of the spectrum. Electromagnetic waves, but yeah, they're just much. I, I'm assuming, oh no, because these are radio frequency waves, so it's the same thing. Same basic um, idea. There is a range of frequencies that are used, and they all have different ranges and different possible applications. And, you know, the transmitters can be different sizes and stuff, so so different technologies will have different ranges. Yeah, so anyway, he um, it, he was responsible for what ended up being the father of the RFID chip, which was basically just a simple sound wave that vibrated a diaphragm, which caused something else to happen. To happen. I, I'm glad you so saw I this. I thought too. that was really cool. You forgot Leon that. Theremin. You, you, you forgot. Doing more than making weird UFO noises. I'm sorry, Tim. Did you want to say Come something? Because I don't think it's very important. I am excited about this too. <laughs> uh, I know. I, I'm so glad you mentioned that because it was also the first thing I wrote down in my notes. But it's like Leon Theremin, inventor of the theremin. But you forgot. <laughs> you left out that it was called the thing, which is great. It was a Soviet era listening device. It was. The idea was that, oh yeah, yeah, you you yeah. would just leave this like doodad in some place like behind a painting or something, and it had a diaphragm mm-hmm. that was vibrated, uh, which would then connect to an antenna, which would send out a wave, which could then be reread back at a different radio somewhere. It was basically a microphone, except instead of sending signals into a cable that got recorded or whatever, it just sent it into the air. Um, but it's like the same basic idea, except instead of sound waves kind of being at one end, it's just more EM waves, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So really cool stuff. Yeah, really cool stuff. I know I never thought about it. An RFID chip is really, really close to the way a speaker works when you get down to it. It's just we don't do the translation into physical sound. We do the um, we just translate to a different code in uh, electromagnetic waves. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Well. So what I want to talk about. This was fun. Oh, no, we're not done. No, we're not done. Okay, great. Uh I'm really excited. You seem really excited. So if I can, I'm really excited. If I can get this straight for a second, your whole goal this entire time has been to mention Leon Theremin, and you were like, "Good, all done over here on the K side, done." I mean, no, done-son. that was my contribution, my small contribution to the beautiful summary on RFID chips that you just gave our listeners that I thought was really well done. Thank you thought, for that, Tim. I thought you did a great job, personally. Oh, thank yeah. you. I thought you did a great job. This is just, it's just wonderful. Um. <laughs> Well, no, so I want to talk briefly. I feel like we didn't flesh it out enough, and I feel like, I don't know, I'm kind of scared the more I thought about it. It was like, so we don't translate electromagnetic waves into the physical world, you know, via a vibration anymore. 
because we live in the 21st century. Um, I'm working on Again, it. Again, with the uh, Because we live there, we translate electromagnetic waves into more electromagnetic waves. And the way that that gets out into the real world is uh, via the ways that we've encoded, like, codes and databases to interact with our everyday life. So... The whole reason that this is like super, super important, and I think possibly one of the reasons GS1 and GS1 US um, got on this in the in the you know kind of the two thousands, um, perhaps due to uh, pressures, economic pressures, but also um, because we were starting to uptick on like smartphones and stuff and just general connectivity. And, oh yeah. And and this is something that's like super crazy useful for that because. Uh, People don't like writing stuff down, and if you want to track data, the best way to do it is just have little loggers that show when things are near other things, which is what an RFID chip does, right? It like mm -hmm. says, this thing was near this thing at this time. That's all we know, but the amount of stuff you can get out of that, the, like the way that you can you know, reference a database and know, oh, I got to take $2 out of this account or I got to like, you know, let this person in or not, or, you know, I have to uh, put this in my giant NSA database. Yeah. Or even like how often do people scan look for the price of this dress in Macy's? Exactly. Big data. Big data is here yeah. and it is due to RFID chips because it is the it is one of the best ways to interface the sort of like, you know, database, computer, electronics, etc. world with real actual world that matters without anyone noticing. You just put something near something and it's done. That's it. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I, I I think it's a little scary, too, because. Then the more I, I was like, at first, for me, like those tap cards for transit, those are great. I think those are fantastic. Um, Agree. It's just so much easier than like, especially when they make it 225 and you don't have the quarter and you're like, fine, I'll give you a five. I guess that's just fine. I guess I'm overpaying. Donation to the transit system. Fine. Um, so the I tap mean, do you really feel that mad about it? It's it's a good cause. Yeah, no. I, I Well, I think it's uh, some transit systems are poorly run, but I support transit in general. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, like generally I think it's it's super great. And even sometimes I think like, ah, oh, it would be so nice if I just had like, I don't know, like some way to tell when I got in back home or something so I can like remember because I forget all the time. It's like, wait, how long did that commute take? Wait, what? Like I don't remember because I didn't look at the clock right away. And it would be nice if my phone could tell me that or something. And it could if I had a little RFID chip saying like, you know, hey, re register when anyway. you're here. <laughs> I feel like there's an app that could do that for you. Well, probably using GPS. But it has or something. a GPS in it, so. Well, but I keep location services off because I'm paranoid. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. Well, actually, it's mostly to save energy. But uh, forgetting any of that, I mean, it's just an example. It's like I like the efficiency, but then it starts to blow up and up and up and up, and then I'm really terrified because suddenly, I mean, so the the passport thing. Apparently, they used to, they said, okay, it's like a 10 centimeter technology. The frequency we've chosen, you really have to be quite close to read this thing. And then people proved okay. out after it came out. They're like, no, no, no. This special equipment here can read it at 10 meters. So I could just sit there and like, you know, pew, 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 and pick off people. Yeah, yeah. So then they put like a sheet of metal to interfere. <laughs> um, yeah, like for example, I have to keep, not only do I have an EDL, I also have a Nexus card. What's an EDL? Which is... Um, Sorry, just, enhanced driver's yeah, license doing some jokes it's like the worst kind of callback <laughs> all right all right all right i'm sorry if there was an emoji for my face what, what's a nexus card a nexus card is um it's kind of like the trusted traveler thing that you can get to like go to 
the the first or just go to the pre-check the line, special line in yeah, airport. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah um, except it's specifically for border crossings. I don't know if it's Canada uh, only or if I it's Canada know. and Mexico. Don't My know. family lives really near the border, so it's been really handy to have. Yeah, that's excellent. Um, yeah, what? and so you go, you go in a special lane and you just tap your Nexus card into this thing. And I think it has, like, way more data than my EDL ever has because I have to keep it in a special shield all the time. <laughs> that makes sense, I guess. Uh, yeah. But it's yeah. still way easier than filling out, like, a landing card, right, in a customs immigration form. Like, this is the efficiency we get. And yet, at the same time, it's like... So there are these clubs in Spain, right, where they ins- you have the option... Uh, if you want to be like a VIP there, you can insert an RFID chip intradermally, you know, whatever the word is for where it's like just underneath the skin. Um, oh, yeah. And you can pay with that, which is kind yeah. of awesome in like a weird like Blade Runner kind of way. It's kind of like I'm at the club. I literally have nothing, but the drinks keep coming because like, you know, that's that's great. I just wave at the waitress yeah. <laughs> or waiter. And it, it's already being paid for as I wave. <laughs> Uh, which is super cool, but then it's also crazy terrifying, right? Like, is that also there's something underneath there and like they could read any data they want out of that, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Though, you know what? I have always said if I could get an RFID chip in my hand that would open my door and have like have my my data in it, I would absolutely do that because I am far more likely to lose my wallet than I am to lose my hand. (laughs) Well, especially when you're me. Listen, don't tempt fate, Catherine. <laughs> you could have a thresher incident any day now. Oh, my God, I just fell off. Oh, no. That would be crazy, right? But here's your wallet. No, oh, thanks. Uh, so, anyway, that's that's my... Uh, I, I, think, I think RFID chips are the front line of the... Uh, uh, what you might call the singularity, I guess, in in the okay. in the use so of the singularity where we become a hive mind. Are cool new technology that we could expect to see a lot more of? <laughs> Yep, very cool. To keep an eye on it. Sim. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, be excited and be I afraid. Computers are here to stay. That's my future prediction. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's it's the nature of the the fact that they are the interface between the physical world, the passive interface between the physical world, in a way that Google Glass could never hope to be. Um, I think that's the, the the scary, exciting future we all have to look forward to. Check out my next YouTube video on technology over here in the comments. Please like and subscribe. This has been. I imagine that like your YouTube, they're they're they are YouTube videos, yeah. but the production on it is like super eighties. <laughs> yeah, star wipes everywhere. It's great. <laughs> all right. A lot of teal. There's a lot of teal. Tons of teal. Let's let's do an episode someday on why teal was the color of the late 80s, early 90s. It doesn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, I'm into that. Yeah, it's teal weird. and violet. Mm-hmm, exactly. Big weird pair. Mix. Big pair. Well, like and subscribe. Uh, Catherine, a pleasure as always. And uh, we'll be back next week. And until then, that's Catherine Kogan over there. And Dobbs right over here. Bye. Bye. <laughs>